0: Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Thank you, worship team. What do you think of our worship team? It's nothing like it, man. It's just nothing like it. Phoenix, on a handful of hours, pulls off sensational worship sets. Thank you, Phoenix. You're a sensational man. One of the few. a rare commodity, that young man, and uh, he puts in so much heart and soul into the worship and uh, all that we do around that. Um, the Bible instructs us very clearly not to make judgments based on outward appearances. So I think, for myself, I have to regularly ask for forgiveness because of the outward appearance and um, the danger of our hearts getting hardened. Um, <clears throat> and um, I read this week about read how, some, a letter that in it, person said that we we're being conditioned to view our freedoms as selfish. And um, I'm kind of torn between each week. On I'm going share, to share a great message of hope because we are the hope of the world. And um, and I many times like to uh, open up with some personal comments. And um, I've tried to keep them relatively short recently. But the the reason for <coughs> for the an opening comment is to build a bridge of trust and remind it that you could, that you now, it's like, like Noah built something that his family would come into, and I need to remind you that I'm in this, we're in this all together <laughs> without, um, and it's an age of, an, of, of, uh, of um, what I would, uh, just an age where if you do something or don't do something, there's incredible potential for offense and criticism and um, I don't know what you. I have to work a little extra hard <clears throat> to uh, to keep my keep my heart right and uh specifically my prayers and um but you know, uh, we tend to say things like, "We've read the end of the book, and we know how it turns out <laughs> we we're, we're those sort of people said, "I've read the last chapter, and it's okay well between. Now in the last chapter, there's some sketchy stuff's going to happen, right? So, so we're those people that say we, that the ending is awesome. Well, then let's live like the end, ending's awesome <laughs> and not live in a place of doom <laughs> and gloom. <laughs> we're, we're, we are a people of hope. That's who we are. And I know that takes a little extra work, um, for us, but even just reading recently in our series on the um, the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter one and verse seven, um, they wanted to know the specific dates and times of stuff. <laughs> he said, "It's not for you to know that. We're not going to know the dates and times, um, but we're going to know some stuff is going to go down. But that's okay. I mean, it's just we're people of the book, and gosh." Chapter 19 to 22 of Revelation, it just gets me shouting these days. It's so exciting. <clears throat> so, <laughs> having said that without saying too much, um, I think that we just need to be okay. We're going to talk about the first advent, but between the first advent and the second advent, there's, things happen. And uh, it's all right that they happen. It's a little, I'd like to know what happens. I, Kelly and I watch Hallmark uh, Christmases. This is not going to be a Hallmark Christmas we know how things turn out, and the fir- what happens within the first scene, I can tell you how it's going to end, I know it's going to end, him and her, and maybe, but it's probably them for sure, you just get it, right, and then Kelly slaps me, and said, I'll just watch the program, and <laughs> but they're so predictable, this is not a Hallmark Christmas, this is very unpredictable, it, and, and, and what's going on is not okay, and when I ask the Lord what's going on, and I have for a number of months, I continually... Uh, get this word, and I finally said, oh, maybe that's you, Lord, uh, that nothing is as it seems. It's not. And for us to think or presume that we know what's going on would be arrogant, because at best we see through a glass darkly. But I know that between the first and second advents, when stuff took place, no one, people, it was prophesied what was going to happen, but as it was happening most people could not put together the dots of this oh this is what you're talking about and even when the holy spirit was poured out they they said oh this is that which was spoken of in the book of joel that this is this is what that is so so most of us understand some of the outcomes but we're only going to be able to see clearly looking back we're not going to you look around it's going to be very hard for us to tell but you know it's just okay and and here's those of you who are reading through the bible in a year with us by the way we're going to be challenging everybody to read through the Bible again. Um, in 1 John chapter 2, it says, I have written these things to you because you need to be aware of those who want to lead you astray. He, he says, I've written some stuff because there are forces at work to lead you off the track. But you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. You don't need anybody. You, you don't need to turn... Uh, on Fox News to figure out what's going on. You don't need to, to find the truth. You don't need to check your Instagram feed. You you trust the Holy Spirit that's within you. You said, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. You don't need anybody to teach you what is true. Are you hearing me? You got y'all don't need anybody to teach you what is true. You will know what's true because of the spirit that's within you. And it says, for the Spirit teaches you all things. And all means all. He'll teach you all things. And what he teaches you is true. It's not a lie. So continue what you've been taught and continue to live for Christ. Our first line of what we are going to trust determines who our God is. And so I just want to get us into... um, the scripture's here, and I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 9, and he begins that chapter off with um, about a time of darkness and despair. Uh, this seems to me to be pretty accurate to the time in which we live in. Um, um, he says, it says that, nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on Forever. And then, and then he just talks about, this is really fascinating, because this, this is um, about 650 700 years before Christ, before anything happened, he's prophesying what's going to happen. If you could figure out what's going to happen like seven days from now, or <laughs> seven months from now, I think 700 years, and most of us would like to know the future, am I right? You don't have to be a day trader to want to figure out, I wonder, I wonder what's ahead. Scripture actually gives us pretty clear insight about what was about to come. And he said, and and this this was a very difficult time that they were living in, and this is why I love that, I love that, one of my favorite Christmas songs, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. It's always a choice. (laughs) But, But because the Lord has come, we can be joyful. I love that. All right, so... It's a time when people are in darkness, verse 2, the people who walk in darkness, they're going to see a great light. Well, they're going to have to have eyes to see. They're going to have to look to see the great light. I want to reassure you that there's light on the earth right now. I want to assure you of that. And, um, and then he, uh, he goes on to say, and, the, and then he gives us uh, in, in verse 9, uh, sorry, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, And the government will rest on his shoulders, and these will be his royal titles. I want to talk about the royal titles. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His his ever-expanding, peaceful government will never end. And he will rule forever with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David. The passionate commitment of the Lord Almighty will guarantee this. Uh, Let me reassure you that the kingdom of God is not retreating. It can't. It's impossible for the kingdom of God to retreat. It's always advancing. Do you see it? You have to be able to look because I'm seeing more than ever people now reevaluating their motives and their hearts and even their perspective of who God is. I find people, when I listen to people pray, they're more passionate than ever before. Why? Because his government is increasing. What's that mean? That means his influence is gaining ground, not the socialist agenda. you got to get this. There's a kingdom that's being expanded right now. You want to be part of that kingdom. (laughs) It is not a political party. It is not a political agenda. It's not a sinister agenda, it's a godly agenda, and of his kingdom, it'll ever increase, and there will be no end. Today, that is happening in Calgary, in Alberta, in Canada, and around the world. That's going on. His influence is increasing. Can you see it? If you're in darkness, you have to be able to, well, you actually don't have to look that hard to see light. But I'm just saying, Christmas time, the first time, that first Advent, people didn't understand the signs. They've been given signs. Um, the of the increase of of His ever expanding peaceful government. I just got to remind us, you guys. I just have to. It's it's His what what took what took place when Christ came was He reconciled God to man. Between God and man, now there is peace. It's not peace between men. That'll discourage you if you think that's going on. There's never been more division this way. Or at least it's visible. But here's what we have to understand. There are things that are being exposed right now. In our heart, mine included, in all of our hearts, things are are exposed that need to be dealt with. Don't blame what's going on with your emotions. Reconcile your emotion to godly emotions. (laughs) Somebody said, this is making me mad. I said, well, you're going to deal with your anger. No, but this is making me mad. No, take responsibility for your emotion. Take responsibility for your judgment. Take responsibility for your hard heart. Deal with your heart. Why? Because his influence is increasing in you and me today if we'll allow it. That's his governmental rule in our heart. Have his peaceful rule. You can have peace, not the peace of circumstances, but the peace of God. We can have that in times of relative chaos or darkness. Trying to I'm just trying to get it on out without getting messed up here. I love Christmas songs. Let Earth receive her king. I actually I per, what I really like is I like young people singing old songs. That's what I like. Um I like I like listening to, to um, questionable, um, questionable people, questionable character and people, declaring the glory of God. I, I love hearing Michael Bolton try to sing saying, "Jesus Lord at Thy birth," it hardly comes out. But but he's declaring a great truth. Jesus Lord at Thy birth. I even smile when Mariah Carey tries to do it too. <laughs> kind of, you know, she kind of grits her teeth and hits that. But I love it when, when but, but, the, but the, some of the Christmas songs are fantastic. I mean, some of them are fruity now about the, whatever, the singing donkey or the uh, whatever. And it's disappointing for some to know there wasn't a little drummer boy at the nativity. <clears throat> so we're going to look at that. We're going to, let me get on track here. Season of Hope. <clears throat> we are told... Uh, we are told. Uh, um, we're told who he was before he came. He he was he was given names before he was conceived. And and these names were descriptors. There's a, there's approximately 700 titles of the king in the Old Testament of this king. And they describe what he's like. Um, I particularly love some of these. And when I hear people talk about the magic of Christmas, I want to remind them, no, it's the supernatural of Christmas. Christmas was absolutely miraculous. It was absolutely supernatural. You get a big angel from the spirit realm talking to a little teenager in a natural realm. Nothing magical about that. That's supernatural. And these, we, these two worlds collide. <clears throat> and so, um, these 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 royal titles were the promise of a king, and they were they were they were descriptive of a king and a kingdom, and how he would rule. And it's very different than how the earth uh, how the worldly rulers would rule, and it gave a description of of, of what he'd be like, and. Um, And it would tell what he'd be like, and it would tell where he'd be born, and it would tell, it would all the all of the, so many descriptions of what he'd be like and how he would come and where he would come, but most didn't recognize it. You and I are no different today. Don't presume that you see. The the, the only qualification for you and I being able to see is to acknowledge that we can't. He says, as long as you claim you can see, you're still blind. So our, our, it comes to a place of humility saying, Lord, unless you show me, unless you unveil it, I'll never see it. And so we are, the, we are those who are living in a time of darkness as well, but light has come and light is around us. And for you to be able to be light spotters, that requires the supernatural eyes of the heart. So uh, he says there'll be a time of darkness. And... Um, And uh, I love just two chapters earlier, it said uh, the Lord himself would give a sign. Uh, There would be a virgin would conceive. It would be a supernatural occurrence, never to have happened before, never to have happened since. He said, This is going to be one of your signs. Will you believe it? Because when the Lord speaks, it's actually very, it's usually very hard for us to understand. Um, This would be a sign. And he said, And he said um, that, that, uh, uh, Luke chapter 1 verse 79 it said um, Zechariah was prophesying about John the Baptist and he said and in a time of darkness say, it's, a, it's the same story um, uh, verse 79 to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace this is, this, it's, he's actually re- recalling the prophecy from Isaiah chapter 9 Zechariah is and he's referring to people who sit in darkness, but he would guide us in a path of peace. You and I today sitting in some relative darkness because we're not sure what's going on. Come on, we're not sure. Stuff's going on, it's all we know. You, we're all, all we're seeing is the ripple effect of, what, of a battle that's taking place in the spirit world that neither of us can, none of us can see. But we can, we, can, we can feel it. And if you're not careful, we'll begin to agree with it. That's where fear and chaos and panic, it all comes from. The battle that's taking place spiritually over top of us. But the, so, so you and I ha- actually have a part to play in it all. And so, uh, verse, and then, then he said in verse 6, it says, and the government would be on his shoulders. He's referring to, unto us a child would be born. Okay, the infinite, immortal, omnipotent God would become a child and be born. This speaks of his humanity. But also it speaks of his deity because he said, and a son would be given, not born. That's, that's Christmas. That, that God would become a human embryo and be born. I don't know about you. But that's this little emoji, head blown off. <laughs> you, you, that, that, that God would limit himself to an egg. And then allow that to be implanted into the womb of a teenager. She was likely 13. To trust the salvation of the world to a teenager, are you kidding? <laughs> I'll hardly give them the car key keys of the car. Do you, do you understand the insanity of it all? You and none of us would have ever done this. We would, we would, we never would have planned, we know ne- how it's just, it's just sheer. N- Unbelievable. It's Christmas, but it's supernatural Christmas. It's simply Christmas, but it's supernaturally Christmas. And then he said the government would be on his shoulders. Where is the government right now? It's not on his shoulders yet. He's referring to a reign called the millennial reign of Christ that's coming. I'd love to preach on the millennium. I'd love to. I would love to. There's going to be a reign when we're going to have justice and fairness, that, that's coming. I want you to see, if you got eyes to see, there's a thousand years of absolute peace and the government will rest upon his shoulders. We're we are not gonna want for anything. There'll be no tears, there'll be no lack of provision. The, the, the wine's gonna flow like rivers. I saw those hands, little dancing hands. No, 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 but you're, a time is ahead for you and I because we're people of hope. This is coded into us. Eternity is in our hearts, not temporary. We have something to live for that the world is wondering, where, is, where do you get that hope from? It's because of the one that lives within me. He's reminded me of a truth that's resurrection power that the world didn't give me and the world can't take from me. This is Beautiful. The government's going to rest on his shoulders. But he, okay, let me move along. Four titles. I'm not going to be able to get through them all. Uh, But he says there's going to be four titles. Um, These are his royal titles. These are his kingly titles. And they're they're descriptions of what our God is like. Of this one that would be born, this son that would be given. They're descriptions of what he'd be like. Um, The Assyrians, chapter 9, they've just fulfilled their scorched earth policy. They burnt everything. <clears throat> darkness and death in the air confusion was in the air gloom uh, was in the air but a prophetic word came ah but one is going to come they've been waiting for Messiah one's going to come are you living in a little gloom or a little darkness, a little confusion one's coming yeah. a promised one is coming do you hear me? I just feel many times I hear, the, I hear this in my spirit I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, 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 we've heard that before. No, 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 but I'm coming. I'm, are you ready? I came before, I'm coming again. Have you heard the stories? Have you sang the songs? It's, gonna, it's real. He's coming again. Are you ready? Because he's coming. Um, oh, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. It's not just a line in Handel's Messiah. It needs to be part of the cry of our hearts. Come, Emmanuel. Come and be with us. And lead us <clears throat> in a reign of righteousness. Lead us. The people were oppressed and they were without hope. Land that was thick with uh, gloom. And uh, he says, he uses this term in verse 2. Um, It'll be a, time, a future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along that road. Matthew chapter 4 and uh, verse 15 talks about the, about the Galilee of the Gentiles. Same, same term. He's, he's made it very clear that he's coming and how he was going to come. And, and, and this, this title to me. Uh, so we're told who he is before he gets here. Who is he? Number one, he's a might, he's a wonderful counselor. The word "wonderful" means excellent, powerful, joyful. He's a wonderful counselor. He's not just a social counselor. Do you trust him to counsel you? How, what do people go to for counseling for mostly? Direction. Where do you get your direction from in life? Where are you getting your direction from currently? Because there is one who is a wonderful counselor. He'll never lead you astray. It's un- he's unable to do that. He can only lead you in right paths. He's a wonderful <coughs> counselor. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a title of distinc- distinction. Has anybody watched The Crown? It's fascinating. I just love seeing how that all works. Um, a little bearing on what I'm talking about here. Um, he, uh, cha- the, the chapter in Matthew chapter one, we see such an interesting um, scene, and these are these are guys I love. They're called the Magi, and uh, what are they doing? They're being led by the wonderful counselor. They're occultists. They're they're uh, uh, they, they had a a, a form. The Magi, uh, by the way, those of you, if you, we just read through Daniel. Daniel was the head of the Magi. And he would have told the Magi, by the way, one's coming. A promised one is coming. And so, when they, so they, they, they come to Jerusalem and they say, where is he who's born king of the Jews? He born a king. Where is he? And, they, and they, they were looking for him. It says in chapter 2, about this time, some wise men from the east um, which means he didn't, they, they didn't, he didn't come at specifically the time Christ was born. It was about that time. Uh, which is why Herod had uh, all two years old and under killed. Is because it probably took them about two years to get there. Some of us, we can give up the journey too easily. And they said, oh, but we've seen his star. Nobody gets to Christ alone. He, he come, they, they come to town and there was an entire entourage it says that um, Jerusalem got all stirred up about it, but not because um, three cool guys came to town, but they, they would have had, there would have been like 50, 80, there would have been lots of them. And uh, we sometimes think there was three because of the, they brought three gifts. But it says, we have seen his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. I'm always interested, I mean, because we're designed to worship how occultists worship. He, how, that, that God would place a Gentile, because they were outside of the caste, outside of covenant, my story was I was seeking hard anything but Christ, and I found him. Man, if I can do it, who, anybody can. If the Magi can, anybody can. I don't care what form of sketchy spiritual stuff you are involved in or have been involved in, not really. If you're interested in finding the Christ, you will find him. What you look for, you will find. Just keep searching. Don't give up. Don't give up the search. Uh, They're they're fascinating, and I love that they're in the Christmas story. Those of you who are watching online as well, you may not be able to identify with a perfectly pure teenager or perfectly righteous Joseph. But what about an occultist? Do you identify with that? You see, like, nobody's outside of the Christmas story. Nobody's got their spirituality all kind of sorted out. Why he allowed them in the story, I don't know, but I love how inclusive the story is. Anybody, everybody's included, even some, these from present day Iran, even, and they're riding on, I don't know what, probably, it would have been horses, not camels. Uh, even, even these guys. And what were they? They were, they were reading their horoscope. And they found Jesus. Call, oh, you got, you understand that you can't miss him if you're looking for him. <laughs> He's in the stars. He's everywhere. We've seen his Star, I sometimes sit in a hot tub and I look up, my oh, Lord is one of them. I guess they're all yours. And it says in Isaiah that he names them even. Uh, okay, so um, about this time, um, about this time, we've seen a star. And, um, and these guys are looking for a baby king, a helpless baby king who could do nothing for them. I love this song when we were singing, we were just earlier worshiping, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I've, I've, I've wanted something for myself. The, 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 the baby had nothing to, to offer them. It was only what they had to give him. He was helpless. Um, they, were, they were pretty early adopters in coming to worship. I'm sure Mary wondered. Mary, did you know? Well, she knew, but I wonder, I wonder if she worshipped her son. Uh, so anyway, they came for a long time. Uh, it says, uh, there's a beautiful verse uh, in 10, and when they saw the star, so they'd lost the star for a minute. It says when they found the star, I think it's the uh, NIV, it says that they, worship, they, they, uh, they were exceedingly uh, joyful. And, what, what, and, and, and if you would, uh, look at the, uh, the meaning of that word, it means that they worshiped without restraint. Here's these kingmakers traveled for two years, saddle sores, Dusty, no showers, but it says that they worshiped without restraint because they're so filled with joy. Joy to the world. Let earth receive her king. I just never, st- I, I, I can't stop thinking about these guys on this long, long journey and they say, oh, we've, we've lost him. Oh, there, we've seen a light. He's still, he's still, we still have a chance. He, it was the wonderful counselor that ensured that they would not miss the journey that they want, they would not miss seeing the king. Uh, I love this. Um, um, the, the next title, Mighty God, the, the, the question Mighty God uh, reminds us that he is not a wimp, he is mighty. I love when it talks about a mighty warrior is our God. Um, you, you, you look at this, because, because that he's mighty, it answers this question, how? And we look in Luke chapter 1, because Mary had just uh, had an introduction with an angel that stands in the presence of God, his name was Gabriel. Gabriel's not a small angel. I mean, I stand in the presence of God. This is like serious, ripped. Uh, she has no idea what's going to happen. No, but listen to me, this is so important. She, she's not quite sure what's just taking place. And, and he calls her highly favored. And the one that you carry is going to be great. Don't, don't read through it too quick. Because her life didn't seem favored and nor did his life seem great up until 30 years old. Sometimes when you're carrying a promise that you don't quite understand, You have to just submit to the word. You just got to let the word carry you because it may not quite be fulfilled the way that you thought it would. I love Mary's response. She had no idea what was going to happen. She was totally caught off guard. He politely introduces himself, you are chosen. God has a plan, really? And so she says this, and most of you will have known this, but I am particularly uh, love this. Verse, uh, verse 38, so Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. So, here, so Here's what happens when a word comes to us that we don't understand. How are you going to do that, Lord? No, you leave that to the mighty God. The how is up to him. How, uh, here she says, I am the Lord's servant and I'm willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. Let me, let me spell that out for you, my final point. Um, God has a plan, really? Look up, look up. Uh, because the NIV and the New King James, they say, nothing is impossible with God. That's what it says. Those of you who you, 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 you brought your book with you, or you're looking at it, it'll say, nothing is impossible with God. That word nothing. I was kind of curious what that meant. I looked it up. Uh, when you look up that word in the concordance, there's three numbers beside it. Usually there's just one number beside a word. There's three numbers beside it. And I thought, well, nothing, how, how complicated could that be? Nothing is impossible with God. I thought, well, nothing—that must mean zero. It doesn't mean zero. Do you know what the word is? The word is "rema." It, mean, it, it means it means a promise or a spoken word. Listen to me. Um, uh, it's it, uh, more like nothing God promises is impossible. That's what—that's a better interpretation of that. Nothing that He promises. Out of relationship, listen, if you're not in relationship, you won't get a word. Nothing out, nothing that he has spoken to you, while you as you're in relationship with him will be impossible. Why, what am I, why am I saying this? Because the Holy Spirit lives within you. He's trying to communicate to you, what are we supposed to do? He's trying to tell you what to do right now. He's trying to tell me what to do. I'm a little bit hard-hearted, so it takes a little bit of time. But I'm just saying to you, the Lord is giving us, he's releasing words right from his mouth, and we live by words that proceed from his mouth. There's words proceeding from his mouth for you and I to live on right now. And if we just believe them, with him, a word spoken is not without power. It is not impossible. It is very possible. In fact, if he spoke it, it is about to come to pass. Two worlds collide. So... We need to let the word, listen to me, life us. Because there's life in the word. You need to let the word. I'm not sure how long it was. It seems like between when, when the angel first uh, t- talked to Mary and when she said, okay, let your word come to pass, it seems like that's a fairly short dialogue. I, For me, <laughs> it's, this would have to take like a, a whole weekend. Because why? Because when I get a word, so I'm I read, I read every day the Word. But it, it, I read it until it begins to read me. And all of a sudden, when it starts to read me, I realize, ah, I'm getting life from the living Word. And so, so what, what do I have to do? I have to sit with it. And, then, and if I'm not careful, I'll forget that He's a mighty God. The things that He's spoken, He's able to do. I'll start to think, okay, so how am I going to make this all work? And He'll just go, no, no, would you just trust me? It's my Word. To your heart, plant it, soak it, water it, and you watch what will happen. I'm I'm speaking to people that need to know what's going on and what to do today. Listen, without the word of God, you'll be lost like a goose in a snowstorm. You have to allow the word of God to dwell in you, live in you until life comes out of it and you start walking that word out. You all know what I'm saying because you all do this, but I'm just saying right now more than ever, we need that light, his light, in this darkness. <clears throat> so, so the word impossible, or nothing is impossible, mean, uh, means unable to, pro- unable to improve, uh, produce, impotent. How does this work? Nothing that God prom- promises is unable to produce. It, it's potent, not impotent, it's potent. It's potent with power. All right. The better the relationship, the better the trust. How does this work? It works by hope. Hope is always future. You and I are people of hope. We've got this sensational future. You're a little worried about what's going to happen. Am I going to have to? Do I need more toilet paper or what? You know? Uh, No, but we start worrying about this. I'm just saying. I don't know about that. I mean, if you need toilet paper, get toilet paper. But I'm just, you don't need a hoard, you need a trust. You, You don't need a fret. You need a rest. You don't need to strive. You need to seek. He's get, He's get, He's put light in our darkness, for us to follow. And anything, any, and any one of us, we can trust what he says. Uh, what a story! <clears throat> no, no, young mom has not had questions. Am I going to be enough? This is This is a teenager. She's never been pregnant before. Now she's pregnant with the Holy Spirit. It's a pretty, fairly significant task ahead. She, she easily could have said, well, how am I going to, how will I provide, like will I, <laughs> how, how? She, here, here's what she did, she trusted the mighty God with her how, because he's mighty, and <clears throat> let me just, uh, she has questions, uh, you know, how will I provide, how will I? Um, I, I'm always confused why he could like make the universe obey him, but he couldn't get a room in Bethlehem, I'm always amazed well, how that happened. The universe obeys him, not an innkeeper. Really? What a story. She's highly favored. Let me just just bring this together. Um, In chapter 13 of of, um, John, it would indicate that Jesus had four brothers, several sisters. But after 12, no father is mentioned. How does a widow look after seven or eight kids? How does she do that? She, she, she didn't understand the word, what it might mean. But she, she said, oh, you're, you're going to be highly favored. Does the highly favored life look like there's no inconvenience in your life? Does the highly favored life mean there's got, not going to be any inconvenience, any disappointments? Does the highly favored life, this is what happened, right? So he goes, uh, goes to fasting in the desert. He comes back anointed with the Holy Spirit, and everybody in town wants to throw him off a cliff. This is the one who you said, Lord, he would be great. And you said, I am highly favored. It doesn't feel like, what happened right after Mary's life, right after the, the baby was born? Uh, the angel came and said, get out of Dodge because the government is, gonna, is trying to kill your baby. You read the story. The, 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 the tyrant, Herod, wanted to ki- he wants to kill all the babies. Doesn't sound like a highly favored life to me. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm saying just because you're highly favored and you have a word doesn't mean it's not going to be without complications or costs. But, but here's what I, ha, I am going to say. is when you have a word, there's enough power in that word to fulfill it. And if you don't have a word, you, honestly, you're just wandering. But if you have a word, there's enough power in that word to bring it to pass. I have a word for my family. So, so, so you know what? I can get up. And I'll feel, sometimes I'll feel a knot in my stomach. I'll wake up and say, God, what's going to happen today? And then I go, oh, but I've got a word. <sighs> You're going to look after us. If, if you haven't got that word from his heart yet, because here's what I want to assure you of, he still is able to provide. <laughs> my, my grandma used to specifically feed the ravens, and the neighbors got so mad at her. She said, well, they fed the prophets. We need to look after those ravens. We might need them feeding us someday. And you wonder, what can a raven carry? Like a French fry? What can they, how much can they carry in their beaks anyway? (laughs) A quarter of a moose? Not likely. Let me just wrap up here. I'm just trying to say that uh, uh, she would live with difficulty. She would live with delay. She would live with discouragement, but she was still highly favored. And she had a word. (laughs) Um, Just because you got a word doesn't mean it's going to be easier. Jesus was raised... By, by a single mom. We don't, after, after he was 12 years old, we don't hear anything about Joseph. He just kind of walks off the pages of scripture. We don't know. doesn't sound like a, doesn't sound like a favored life. Listen, he, he, I just um, what I'm trying to assure us of is maybe stuff is sketchy right now and maybe it'll get sketchier, but if you've got a word, that's a higher authority. Did you hear what I'm saying? I want us to learn to depend on the Word. Next week, I'm going to talk about the everlasting Father, and uh, and um, Mary had to trust. Um, Let it be according to your Word. I want to pray for men this morning. More, you you have. I I start to feel the burden of leading a home. when when men start to ask me, what do I do? What do I do? How do I look after my family? How to provide? How do I? Do? Men have questions that uh, their wives don't have, it's bit, and I'm just saying because wives have their own questions. But men, we need to trust. We need to take time and get on our knees and ask God for a word for our homes. And once we've got a word, we can lead our home. Without a word, we can't lead. We need a word for our families. This is a this is a serious moment right now. I want the lights to go down and the men to all stand up. That if 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 you think there's a, a we need to be praying for our governments which I I encourage you to pray for Premier Kenny every day I think he's an incredible good man and he needs prayer but it starts in our homes man it starts in our homes it starts with us Father today I'm praying for these men that we would learn not to depend on our own understanding but we would trust in you Father I thank you you've given your word and you can give us a clear path the wilderness is no problem for you. It's a problem for us cuz we'd like to know exactly what to do. But I'm asking for every husband and every man that they receive a word of courage and confidence with and, and and that they and we would be willing to stand on the word that the Lord gives us. God, today I'm praying for each man that's standing right now and I'm asking for the power of your spirit to release a life-giving word. And I'm asking that they would let that the earth would receive her king and that the kingdom would be expanded because we've been following your word. Father, I pray today for these men that they would continue to press in until they could lead their home with confidence from a word that comes right from your heart. Father, I bless them to not just receive this, but to live this. Let it grow. and Let it become a, a guiding star in their life release your word now and give an intent that release a deep hunger in the name of Jesus and may we be joyful as we receive that word I want us to sing that this this song again I know we're just a tad over so let's just sing the chorus praise the Father praise the Son praise the Spirit three in one God of glory Majesty, let's all stand together. Can we just sing this together? Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.